1: Gears, the rally podcast. Um, that time of the week again, and I have two co hosts this week. uh Connor Edwards, you're welcome as always. And look, Barry, you're very welcome
2: back. Thank you very much, Kevin. I'm not going to spoil who's coming up yet, but it's a very, very eclectic list of names. So I was just saying to the boys before we started recording, I don't know why on earth I'm here. This, is, this isn't right. It's like you pull out all the stocks and you've got somebody average on to join you. Your <laughs> effort like but I'm happy to be here look you're here because
3: we want to know the difference between standing on the jim clark rally in the rain and standing on the ulster rally in the rain <laughs> <laughs> well, what's, between, like, what's between our
1: difference between our rain and your rain? <laughs> but uh, as luke alluded to there we have another jump out show we have uh termite champion Callum devine we have rc4 champion shane kwan kyle white then who scored maximum points and a good position in the jbrc uh, then we have Patrick Crook tells us all about some very exciting news coming up there. And then from the ERC, we have the ERC champion Hayden Padden and then our own Aoife Raftery and Rowan Comerford. But I think we've we'll start off, we kind of hinted at it already. The Ulster Rally. Um, I think, you know, 10 stages, but it seemed bit more because the conditions, there was everything there. Connor, maybe you want to start there?
3: Absolutely, listen. There was everything. We had the the, the excitement of Adrian Formo, Um, you know that, that. And then the culmination of the Irish Tarmac Championship. So well, it was Callum, Josh, and Marion in the mix for that. And then we had all, everything that the weather could throw at us. It was talk about mixed, tricky conditions. Oh, it was shocking. And you know, as mentioned, there Luke got to experience spectating on the Ulster Rally.
1: <laughs> yeah, look, you come over. Wasn't It wasn't even work related or nothing. This was. You you and your brother are getting away. Um, I don't know why you come here to get wet. But... <laughs>
4: Did the you enjoy it? In
1: Scotland,
2: <laughs> yeah. Bit bit <laughs> Scotland. It's different in Ireland. Yeah. But it turns out it's not rain is rain, no matter where you go in the world. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it was actually genuine. And it sounds really spoilt saying this, but actually really nice to come to an event and not have to work. And it is great. And it's mad that my job does revolve me talking about rally cars and stuff. But just to sort of strip it all back and just remind yourself why it's so because spectating isn't something i really get to do anymore really with the job i do so it was quite fun standing in the hedges and who would i find in the first stage but a certain mr connor edwards who (laughs) came and joined us as well so that was a good surprise um but yeah the the weather was um shall we say challenging i'm sure it was very difficult for the drivers inside the car but i looked at the moment i thought you know what lads at least you're dry in there we were um (laughs) yeah it was very difficult and i have to say as well shout out to all the marshals and officials that drove that not just for one pass but two i'll be honest we bailed after one pass that was enough the second pass it wasn't worth it but they all had to stay out there in <laughs> honestly just dreadful conditions it just did not stop raining um which i guess is part of the ulster i have been once before in 2018 i'm pretty sure for most of that when it was wet as well particularly on the first day There'd uh, so a Friday curse for me in Ulster rallies. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was great to be out there and seeing, as you say, Adrian Fomo coming over there. I love it when we see, and in fairness, I've seen it in the British Championship this year. I love it when we have an, a proper, genuine international works rally driver in a national event and you get to see where they stack up. It just lifts the buzz a little bit more. I guess in a way it's a shame that the championship situation was where it was in that I think Callum, he didn't really need to push very hard. The rest of them, obviously, Mary ended up going out quite early. Josh wasn't quite at his best. So we didn't necessarily get the true sort of judgment of where Adrian is compared to the top Irish pace, mm. um, which would have been great to see. But I'm sure at some point in the future we'll have something similar. For sure, for sure. You know, like Callum, you know, in a
1: couple of the fastest times on Friday evening, got the you know the, the, the lead down to seven seconds or something, but, you know, come Saturday morning, it was get the sensible head on again, we need to drive the championship in nine, you know, just, and, you know, I spoke to him earlier, it's coming back that week for rally drivers, it goes against the grain, and it, it, it just must be, like, alien to them to do like that there. Like, they want to go flat out, they want to go fast. And the, for Mo, had the shackles off, he was there to you know get points for the BRC, But it was more of a shot bundle for Sport, and he was given the go ahead to go for it. Look, maybe take
2: up that. Yeah, it's an interesting dynamic because you're right. We none of us are, are rally drivers. We can't sit here and say we know what that feels like. But to me, it's always it sort of baffles me when they can talk about measuring it off and how precise they can be because natural instinct. Of everybody else is well. Surely the pace got but When you watch them at 95%, that's like a thousand percent more than any of us think is possible, anyway. <laughs> but that's somehow in reserve. But it, it's just taking that last little bit of risk, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, for, for FOMO, I think in a weird way, it's almost like neither of them, they both kind of what Adrian and Callum, is, they both wanted to fight each other, but knew they probably shouldn't. They both had wider aims um, at stake. FOMO needed maximum points in the championship because he was going to miss a few rounds. So that strength was his hand. M Sport also wanted to prove the car over here, which they've been doing all throughout Britain. But as we know, the VS is not the most popular car in Ireland anymore. So I think it was a very important event for them, as you said, Kevin, to, to showcase what the car's got. So he knew he couldn't bin it because that's no use for anybody. But he couldn't go too or back off too much. And then the car doesn't look competitive. So that must have been a, a sort of strange psyche for him as well. But for Calum, yeah, I think. And I forget probably the impact of Marion going out on the first or the second stage as well. Mm-hmm. It sort of made the job even simpler for him. He knew that he didn't, obviously he ended up being the top scorer anyway, but that, he could do a lot less than that and still get away with it. So mm-hmm. as tempting as it must have been to, to try and fight FOMO and see what he's got, he knew and he's sensible well enough to know that that wasn't going to gain him anything. What he needed was that championship title, which I think it's fair to say, given the form he's had, particularly sort of after the first couple of rounds, he's been unstoppable, hasn't he? So I think it's very well deserved.
5: For
1: sure,
2: for sure. And like Connor, like even
1: for the likes of, you know, Catherine McCourt, you know, Desi Henry, these guys, to get their chance to shine against Fermo. Like, you know, the the memes going round now with Catherine, you know, like Adrian Huey, you know, they got it is hilarious, you know, and it's just you know, the buzz that them guys were getting out of following and Fermo's wheel tracks and, you know, getting to compare themselves against the get the best.
3: Oh, absolutely, listen, Cathans. Now our um, thug life star, <laughs> um, just uh, you know, typical Irish. You know, bit of crack at the end of the the, the stage. It was good to hear from. Him. Um, look, it's just amazing, you know, th- to get the opportunities, and they aren't that. They don't come that often to to benchmark and see what the other guys doing. And, and again, you know, the one thing I think about when I think back to the Ulster Rally is. Callum making the you know the, the remark that he was giggling to himself when he saw the cuts that Formo was taking you know we don't do big cuts here it's not in the psyche for Irish rally and so when we do get the stars yeah it's a bit mental to see how they perform what they do differently uh, and you know you could only imagine then if, if if you know if our, our local competitors started following suit you know they could, they could certainly be shaving more seconds off the stages
1: but I think probably maybe the Ulster stages tend to lend themselves more to cuts where, you know, the likes of Donegal or Killarley. It's more coastal, where it's nearly, you know, if you go off the racing line, there's big rocks there where the Ulster is kind of more open farmland and maybe it lends itself. Maybe the, I don't know if it's just me, but, um, but you know, uh, look, you know, when you see the, the, the race that Captain and uh, Johnny Greer had on the Friday, or sorry, Saturday evening, like for third place, all of a sudden
2: they're all come alive again. And they almost called Callum as well at the finish up. I know, I was looking at the times, and, I mean, obviously Callum took the wet tyres, didn't he, for the last slip but yeah. a complete sort of safety bid, which obviously, I say it backfired, he got the job done, didn't he? So it didn't matter. But you're right, I was looking at the times and I was like, this is getting quite close, isn't it? They were going <laughs> flat out. But I have to say, actually, I think Johnny Greer in general is probably... Underrated by a lot of people, I think the pace he's got is mental, always has been, uh-huh. but particularly in the last couple of years in that situation. everything seems very, very well sorted. There. He's obviously got another Northern Irish title this year as well, and I think for for me that he was potentially one of the drivers of the rally here. I think, mm-hmm. uh, and you're right. I think that particularly that stage one performance and kudos to Seb Scott M Sport for putting that together, recognizing it because I think it's gone done good numbers for them on social, and obviously it's it's great to see that Ireland is appreciated by. The world teams as well um but yeah i think it was a great battle and it was one of those that i'll be honest my knowledge of where everything was is maybe less than if it wasn't when i was at home i'd be sat home watching on the pace not every stage you can always do when you're there but as you said, johnny for me guy, and i think ryan lockham's having a great run yeah. as well so there's a lot of these boys that were all really at it um mm-hmm. and i think it's it. great to see there's such yeah. strength and depth in ireland at the minute for sure and the
1: another guy put into that next corner Jason jason you know Jason was very you know down downhearted there at the start of the year but he's it, turned the season round you know you know you know matching them with the guys you know the, that kind of fourth fifth place and I think he's come away with fifth at the finish up and you know and then putting you know taking the car off the ramp basically and getting it into gravel Fake and down the road to do the cork forestry the next day like that's serious commitment from you know a privateer
3: Listen, phenomenal commitment. You're right. Look, beginning of the year didn't start off the best for him, but he really has pulled that round. But even to set the times he was setting, knowing that he was going to be competing the next day and needed to keep the car, you know, in in, in, in full condition to to do that. Like, again, you know, he left it all out there pretty much on the stages.
1: That's for sure. That is for sure. But I think enough of us talking for now, don't we? uh, we'll hear from Callum Devine. to start with? Callum Devine. Two thousand and twenty-three tournament champion. It's a, f- a few days later now, but I would say it still is a nice ring to
4: it. Hi, Kevin. That, uh, yeah, nice ring to it, So it is uh, definitely, definitely is. It's uh, probably just hasn't just sunk in just yet,
1: but no, it's
4: that's pretty special to get that one now. To be honest,
1: yeah, because like you know, at the start of the year, it's probably fair to say you know in Galway you you weren't where you wanted to be, like and the head going down a bit, but the way you just picked yourself up and yourself and Noel as well too, you know, you've turned the whole season around and it's been so good
4: that I think, you know, from the circuit onwards it's been almost a dream season. Yeah, as you said, it has, and at Galway and West Cork, we really did struggle. Um, a couple of things probably, and it just wasn't clicking for us, it was obviously bits of set up and bits and pieces, and obviously, then um, Rally's been so wet it really hampered us and stuff, but, yeah, look we thought we were pushing hard it just shows the pace the guys were going at the start of the year and then yeah i kind of once we got them two events done i kind of realized this these would actually have to be our drop scores in the championship going by for like josh did the year before um and yeah look we, we needed to make something more to come to the circuit and yeah thankfully we got to the bottom some of these things and Hey, it all started to click then, you know, and uh, yeah, pushed on as you say. But it turned into a bit of a dream season, and after that,
1: yeah. And um, you've you've never made any bones about the fact that Donegal is the one, you know, that's the the pinnacle for you. That's the one that you want the trophy on your mantelpiece, and you know, to get that, we've seen how much it meant to you, like you know, with, with Kelly and on you know the, the on the limit guys and all the way they covered it. Like it was, it was surreal. The outpouring of emotion.
4: And like it just seemed to hit you like a like a tidal wave on the, at the end of the there until the evening. <laughs> I did, that, I did a bit unexpected on my own stuff. Um, yeah, thankfully there at the end of Ulster, now I definitely didn't not that outbreak. So I did, <laughs> but no, I, as I say, Donegal is the one. I've been going there since there's a weigh in, and it's it's the one everybody wants. It's 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 the jewel of, of Irish rallying and. Yeah, um, probably it was a bit to do with the year before. Uh, we led the rally from start till till this Sunday morning, uh, purely our own air on uh, the break and stuff. And we, we busted the radar, we're hitting a bail, and that was it, game over. And, um, yeah, look, uh, we came back this year again and we knew um, it wasn't easy to get in that position, so it's not the managers just clicking and turning up again. So, like, some Matt and all was back and... Uh, Josh was reared up for it and everything again. So look, it turned into a real good, good battle again. And, and uh, yeah, thankfully we got to the end of that. And uh, yeah, it was just, it was just obviously a lot of things going like the rain started to come and stuff. It was making things that way. But then, but hey, it was just, uh, yeah, it was just, uh, it's just, as you said, it's a bit of drinking come true for me to be honest. And yeah, uh, yeah, probably lifted a bit of pressure off my shoulders too, probably, that I put on myself, probably. Uh, but no, that was
1: definitely
4: a big one there.
1: That's for sure, that's for sure. And then going into the Ulster, you know, you had the championship in your hands, but, you know, the, a slip or, you know, a spin or a puncture could have robbed you of it. Like, you know, do you change your mindset going into an event like that? Do you think, I need to drive down another road here, I need to keep this keep this ship on, on an even keel, or is it still...
4: I want the push and see for lot. Yeah, I was. Look, I, I, knew, I knew, obviously, that it wasn't going to be an all out push. I know a lot of hype was obviously with Adrian coming over from the British Championship. It would have been great to obviously race him and stuff, but I knew, I knew going there at the start that um, we're in a completely different battle here this weekend. And obviously, the likes the classic Ulster stages, they're, they're not simple stages. They're usually plenty of places to catch out, and sure. Uh, it turned on that way. There was torrential rain uh, on on Friday night, but was probably would have sh- stopped any stage and, and and most of the rallies in the country. But hey, it, it went on, and um, yeah, we we had it. We had to just get the head down and try and just manage to get through it. So there were so many places we could catch out. So no, our, our aim was trying to get through it and just watch everything. And to be honest, that wasn't very an enjoyable <laughs> rally for me, and in some ways because, um. It's just not the way I like to drive. Obviously, it hasn't been the way I've been driving all year. Um, like obviously, once we got to the circuit, we knew you had to push and everything had to be pushed, and the battles have always been so so tight. Um, but like, it also was just a different frame of mind, and yeah, it was it was it was weird because, you know, your head your head's just not really in the, okay, go for it, go for it mode. It's more like, uh, I'll walk around this corner, just watch, just break that wee bit earlier, just. Going the t- softest option of the tires, like we mm-hmm. right down to the final end, we went full wets and in the, in the last <laughs> loop and everything. You know, just nearly we were thinking things that much. We've been safe, um, and, and we really like it was bone dry and we really nearly got by Johnny in the end. But look, <laughs> we, we, we 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 were not really uh we let them at it. Like we just we just kept the head down and that was it. Like and uh, yeah, yeah was. Remember
1: like listening to Josh last year and him saying it was probably the the hardest most unenjoyable rally he'd ever driven in Ulster because it had to you know he went around and got his fourth place finish and like for, you know it's the same as yourself it's that natural aggression you want to drive hard you want to be finding that last tenth to to try and pull back from that it's almost unnatural
4: yeah exactly and look it's it's it's, it's... So when you're racing there in the sharp end, you get yourself into a bit battle, battle there. Can kind of, all them all wee things that's going on in your head there, thinking you have to get around kind of just disappears. Do you know what I mean? And you let at something you you really want to do anyway. So yeah, it's not it's not uh, uh, it's, it's, yeah it's not that enjoyable first, and and I kind of knew it was kind of it wasn't going to be a simple rally first because Josh was pretty much in the exact same situation the, last year and like. Yeah, sure. it came to Josh was just about barely fourth there and end up I
1: think he was. And, I uh, dropped back even like, the finish. I even, even he fell behind Jason Mitchell in the
4: last stage too. You know, so yeah, so. exactly. Mm-hmm. And it, it just shows how tricky the conditions is, mm-hmm. like because it's just not a rally. Like you can't really be thinking because when you are thinking about all the things, there's so many areas you can catch you. I don't like the, the the classics, like you know, or on the south there's so much high grip, like from Clarney and Donegal. That the terrain's a lot more high grip, so uh, when it does get wet, it's a bit more understanding sort of way. Mm. But yeah, look, it's uh, we were happy to get through it. Now it wasn't, it wasn't the most enjoyable one for the racing part, but it was definitely mm-hmm. nice to get to the end of. It.
1: Yeah, and like yourself and Adrian for all there's the you know there seemed to be like a great bond between you. Like there was always a bit of a bad there, you know, standing about and you, know, you could always look and see your either your head was in his car or his head was in your car. Like I suppose like. He's a
4: rally driver. He's the same as the rest he is at the end of it all. He wants to come and be challenged and pushed as well. Yeah, exactly. Long Adrian was coming there for a race like and that's, and, uh, as as fun I was and I was chatting to him throughout the stages and, yeah, on Friday night, I think, we, we, we started to get two stage times back and we were fastest on the night stage in the wet and, to be honest, uh, probably just clicked for us uh, at that night time, and probably when it was dark, we probably weren't uh, <laughs> we probably couldn't see all the dangers ahead, probably, and we just got onto a nice rhythm, eh? we, knew, we really did like that stage, we knew from Ricky we really liked that stage um. so, no, it really clicked and he was kind of saying, well, that was a really good stage time, and I, he was kind of looking forward to a bit of battle then, but as we kind I of had to put him clear. There will not be a no battle for him in the morning. Be <laughs> <laughs> really on, on ahead, you know. So no, it was good, good crack. Like and as they say, he um, was, he was there to, he was, he was there to race. And as he says, his plan was probably this year was to sell cars for M Sport, and that's yeah. what it is to try and put the results in. and. And uh, hey, outside of Ulster, he's doing a pretty good job at the World Stage, I think. So yeah. uh, you know, fair top top class driver now and. Yeah, maybe another day we might get a chance to race him when we actually can go head-to-head sort of thing rather than thinking about that. But no, he's, he's, he's a lovely fella. Nice
1: yeah. guy. And, you know, in a few years' time, I have no doubt we'll be looking back going, remember the Ulster Rally from, you know, the world champion, come over here and yeah, the race against him, kind of thing. You know, I, I do believe that guy has the talent to go all the way.
4: Yeah, no, he does. I, I think so, hey. And as, as as we were saying to him, I said, look, he's... He's pretty much proved him. He's put himself well in the ballpark, anyway, against mm-hmm. all the our rally two competitors in the World Championship. Hey, and uh, he's definitely, definitely, definitely doing the business outside of that. You know, so not fair play to him. Hey, and uh, he puts he puts a lot of effort on there. Obviously, the scene there
1: for sure. And the tarmac Championship tied up. You know, a big uh, weight off your shoulders now. Uh, you know, there's always a job to finish in the national round. There's two rounds to go. More of the same there. You know, back to the heart, roll in the head.
4: Yeah, yeah, I, I think this'll be uh it's just been it's been like this all year. Uh, it's been like this all year. Like I know I know we won a we won a couple of right few rallies there at the minute and it probably looks that were that they've been easy enough, but they have not been one but easy. Uh it's been tight battles, Cork's been tight battles and uh, like Sumerian and, and there like Daisy Henry just popped up in the AMC there, it was flying right to the end and everybody's capable of putting on, on big big uh, big results, you know. And yeah, I've no doubt that's going to start all over again now when we go to uh, Claire because it's we're at, the, we're at that point of the championship now where Josh and me are kind of I think Josh just a wee bit in front there and I think the way it works is whoever if Josh wins the next one and wins the power stage he's probably won the championship so or and with me I kind of need to win the next two so it's kind of yeah it's just going to be flat out it's going to be yeah. flat out there's no 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 doubt about it it's been like that all year and it's yeah I'm looking forward to it and, uh, that,
1: that's it. what you want isn't it you want to be going as hard as you can because as you say you didn't enjoy the australia because of how they you that it back so to get into the rally car and know that i need to win this rally i need to be fastest on the last stage it keeps keeps your at, at, at maximum attack it
4: does it does it does and it keeps keeps the head clear and hey it keeps us it keeps us improving ourselves to it in our way as well you know when we're all racing for for tenths and, and seconds all the time we're looking for wee bits to improve all the time so it keeps it keeps your mind thinking forward obviously rather than trying to preserve it all the time as well you know so mm-hmm. it's uh not it's it's the best way and most enjoyable way anyway so thanks to the tournament champion
1: there of 2023 um also part of that you know the, the, the Australia, the BRC not the championship it was but uh, look I don't know um. You know, for Mo was the class act. Gary Pearson, you know, come in, you know, on a strong rally at the weekend. But, you know, but unfortunately, then you know, the, the rest was made up by rally four competitors. You know, there's no point oscillating the BRC. They know their issues. It has the ingredients. It has fantastic events. I think it's on its way. It will have to come. You know, be on its way back.
2: Yeah, I think it is a very sad situation, and. And I think, as you say, everybody knows that. Nobody's hiding their heads in the sand and is unaware of the of the situation. I, I guess the only thing that I wonder, and it's hard to know this, isn't it, like the impact of 4-0 in there, because it's great in terms of the level he has the championship at the pace, that's there. And the pace was in the BRC is incredibly high anyway. So for that to be being increased is, is seriously impressive. And for them to have an international driver is a massive coup. But part of me wonders if he wasn't there, would there actually be more people that are likely to join in? Because these guys, you, do, you don't rally in a championship like that and a rally two car unless you want to win. Realistically, that's whether you're doing it this year or you're trying to build up to that in the future. That is the goal. Um, so I guess the guys that are trying to build up to it or have the money to do it, maybe like to so Gary Pearson, they there and there at the minute, learning from it and doing what they can. Guys like Keith Cronin, I know he's a busy man, but equally... If he had a chance to the championship or stronger chance than he did, would he find a way to be competing? Probably. Um, so it's all these things. I think in general, there's the thing I would say, and I'd be careful how much I say, but what does frustrate me sometimes with the British championship is people are very quick to, to turn on it and get on the backs of it, but then don't have a constructive solution. To me, this is a, a general British rallying thing. If we want to save the BRC, we need to work together to do that. Um, And I think the organisers know that. I think there are, as far as I'm aware, I don't know what's being changed, but I think there are plans to to look and revise things. Um, But yeah, it it is a sad situation when you see so so few cars competing there. Um, And we just just have to keep our fingers crossed, something will be done to make sure that we have more in the future.
1: Yeah, because, you know, uh, the, the ingredients is all there, it's just hopefully bringing them together. Because, you know, we have the story Raleigh Carradiggin now in a couple of weeks. Some of the best forest stages in the world, you know, from you know rally GB was has been taking part, you know, they, they were, you know, classics that the fans and everybody raved about. So, you know, everything's there, it's just, whatever way the, the ingredients have been mixed up, it just needs a wee bit more refinement with it.
2: Yeah, no, I think so. Um, as I say, it's, it's it's a really difficult situation that that isn't. all. Oh, and this is the other thing. I don't. Without getting too controversial, it's not. It's not all the British Championship's fault. I think there is a genuine. For me, it's sad in the UK. <clears throat> it sounds like I'm crying. I just <laughs> it in my throat. <laughs> for me, it's sad that essentially the most exciting event is the Roger Albert Clark, which is an amazing event. Don't get me wrong. Five days of mega action, but that's a car a, an event for historic cars. The modern rallying scene in the UK and it's been a gradual thing for years, and the, the lack of rally GB just doesn't help. But we're in a bit of a a rut at the minute. Um, and there are there are the cars out, there there are the events out there, as you say. It's just like the jigsaw pieces haven't quite been put together yet. Um, and I guess one of those will have to try and figure out as the years go on. But um, either way, it was it was still nice. And you spoken to one of the juniors as well. I think the junior pace and the battles in there will. I can attest to it having driven against one. <laughs> These guys are really, really properly quick. Um, genuinely properly quick. And that's always been the strength of New Look BRC is the pace in the juniors. These guys, we've seen it. William Crichton's in a brilliant position in JWRC now. Eamon Kelly's proving his pace. He's won an event. Obviously, Josh McElane as well, doing what he's doing. So mm-hmm. that's. And you know, the Bill woman. Right? He, yeah, no, <laughs> he did. Yeah. So did, yeah. So it's, it's the proof is in the pudding there. These guys yeah. are all serious, serious talents. Everyone wins that championship. Yeah. So um, there's definite positives. It's just, yeah, I think boosting that numbers up front will be important because they, they can't. Keep running a championship if there's only going to be three or four cars at the front. That just isn't going to be sustainable for anybody if they can't rescue it. For sure, for sure. And, the, uh,
1: Connor, closer to home, you know, the the, the weekend at the Ulster Rally was the final round of the Rally Fours. And the, their championship, Shane Con came out and talked. But that championship was going from strength to strength. You know, there was some rounds of it, there was 10, 12 entries. And the, then the guys are fighting over fractions of a second.
3: No, it is. And it's so well supported. And we're seeing more cars appearing from manufacturers as well. Like there really is some serious talent and some serious money going into that. Mm
6: -hmm. And,
3: uh, you know, it's getting healthier uh, all the time and it's growing all the time. And, you know, we're seeing it even from our own, you know, um, the MI Academy, which we can't praise enough. But even the work that's going on there and encouraging the guys to get into the, the rally fours.
1: Yeah, for sure. That's for sure. But anyway, without further ado, I think we'll catch up with uh, Kai White, the, who, done, who won the beer, JVRC at the weekend. But first, we'll hear from the new uh, RC4 Turnout Champion, Quan. I like that
0: ring. Yeah, that,
1: <laughs> that was good. <laughs> uh, I like think it's been quite the year for you. Um, you know, like you're not long started rallying, but you've got a lot of seat time and built your experience this year. And consistency, I say, was the key to the year.
0: Yeah, definitely consistency was key to the year. Uh like we started off in Galway and we weren't just happy in the car, just didn't feel right for it. But we did work on setup in between rallies, tested for a bit and went to Midland then and West Cork. And straight away then the car felt so comfortable that we were able to push and have get results and have good rallies. And all the year then it was a case of getting to the end of rallies, not essentially pushing fell out in the first stage and uh but getting getting to the end of the rallies and getting results and getting points on the board and consistency really played in our hands this year through from Galway whole way to Ulster. Uh, we retired from Clarny and Cork 20. Uh, the gearbox went twice on us we went to Clarny and went to Cork, but uh, we still managed to uh, do fairly well with points. So happy to come come out of the year with the title under our belts.
1: Mm-hmm. And the, the you know the RC4 category yeah it's been probably a wee bit under the radar but it's been incredibly well supported as the years went on there's some rounds like killarney i think there was 12 starters donny Cole, i think you know nine ten or something like that there wasn't it so like it's when you get to the end of the stage and you've set a top five time you've won the hard
0: yeah definitely the pace in the rally four class all year in the National and international championship has been unbelievable the, the boys are pushing fierce hard and it's great because everyone's pushing pushing each other on to become better drivers. And there's no there's no time to go slow at all. You have to push from the start of rallies and be consistent and push as hard as you can to try and get the result at the end. And as you said, there's ten or twelve drivers there at every rally so far this year mm-hmm. that, that can come away with a stage win or win the class in the rally.
1: Mm-hmm. And like do you do you feel that you know you're benefiting from that that you are you getting as you say pushed on with
0: that definitely like everyone we're even talking at the weekend there and Ulster. uh the pace in the class is so hot we're all being pushed on by each other and it's it's a great class to be a part of because you're being pushed on as a driver there's no there's no slacking because if you if you don't push on you're just gonna be left behind and there's no you just have to keep going and and push as hard as you can for every every round
1: yeah, and the great thing was that you know the class four cars, like no matter whether you have a Fiesta or a 208 or whatever, the cars are fairly evenly matched. You know, there might be a certain stage at the two and a certain stage at the suit of Fiesta, but in general over the course of a rally, they're you know they kind of balance each other out. Exactly over a course of a rally, they generally balance each other out. To be
0: fair, a Peugeot seems to let's say they be better on faster stages, whereas a Fiesta goes over the bumps class like. It just handles really well. Now, I never drove a Peugeot, so I don't know exactly, let's say, just from the outside, judging it. But the Fiesta's strong point seems to be the way it handles. It's just this class. Mm-hmm. Uh, over bumps, it's just... like I had a few different Navigators in this year with me, and they couldn't believe the way this car just sits over the choppy stuff. It's
1: really good. Yeah, because think this was the car of choice in the, the JWRC until you know, only a couple of years ago and they are a proven one. Or like, they, you know, how do you put it? They're a proper rally car. They're not just a road car converted. They are a, a bespoke rally car.
0: It's definitely. Like they're a real, they're a real good rally car. You look at them, as you said, they were in the JWRC for years there and they're very tough events and they proved themselves over there and you can prove yourself in the WRC like they're, they're good, they're good for any national rally. Mm-hmm. And, uh, just once you treat them right, and they'll they'll do what you want them to do, and get to the end of the rally. Mm-hmm.
1: And like you know, going into the the Ulster, like you knew that the possibility that it was there to take the championship. You no, know, does that affect your the way you approach the event, or is it just you know keep it you know put that to the back of your mind, drive the rally, and see if you're up at the end.
0: Uh, let's say from Donegal onwards, we were in a comfortable position in the championship. We hadn't. We said we could afford to make to skip around and hope, like Ulster was points and a half, so it was very important to us
7: mm-hmm.
0: in Cork. Then we we were tired about gearbox, but we just didn't have a good event down there. But up until that, it was it was put the championship to your back of your mind. You're leading it at the moment, but that doesn't matter. The boys cancel catch you. You have to go hard. Whereas for Ulster, we knew what we had to do, Um, we had to finish uh, right behind Casey Joe Coleman in the overall standings to to come out the championship. So for Ulster, yeah, it was a case of championship is there. Keep thinking of that and put drive yourself to the finish. And it was a motivation for the whole rally from the Recce uh throughout the rally that this is here for you at the end if you push hard and work for it. But it was a case of getting through each stage by stage and making make no mistakes. Don't push flat out either because you're not you're not going to lose a load of time on one stage. But once you keep it consistent consistently fasts-ish over the whole weekend, you come away as a result.
1: Yeah, because so, the, you know, the Ulster Valley, the people make and say, I'm oh, sure it was only 10 stages, but they weren't 10, they were 10 tough hard stages, like, every, every, every second, every, you know, every, you know, every fraction of a second was hard won there at the weekend. They were monster stages to be fair, like it wasn't, there wasn't
0: one stage that you could say was handy to get through, even, on like on uh, friday evening the first two stages were wet and then stage three was a washout and stage four was in the dark you went then to saturday morning and the first three stages were wet and mucky and then you went to the last three stages and there was muck one corner you go around to be totally dry the next corner there would be so much cuts and muck all over the road and from the boys in the r5 driving ahead of you They'd be taking cuts for the whole caribee off the road, and because all the muck has dropped, brought out onto the road, you have to follow them. You have no choice, mm-hmm. and you're, you're committing to it. And it's, it's a, it's good to be able to see that as well from what they're doing mm-hmm. and learn a bit as well. But uh, not the 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 conditions were really tough
1: at the weekend. It was not mm-hmm. easy at all. Yeah, and I, I know from talking to guys at the weekend that it was tough. But they, that's why you go rallying. You know, you want those conditions. You want those challenges. You know. You, you know, when you're competing the rally, you you want the elements through that. You know, you're not out for a Sunday drive. It's so like, that's maybe where I'm going to. <laughs>
0: exactly, the harder the rally, the better the feeling afterwards. Mm-hmm. When you get to the end of a tough rally, you feel on top of the world. You're feeling on cloud nine on the way home, mm-hmm. and it's such a good feeling uh, when you get through a stage like that. Is so tough, and you, especially when you get home well
7: mm-hmm.
0: over the weekend. There, you get you get to the finish line. You're waiting to see the times just see how you get on, did, did we lose much? Did we gain much? What story was, and on the way home, then after winning the championship, it was just it, it, was, it, it was a two hour drive back to Longford and it flew. You're just you're
1: <laughs> just yeah. class, uh-huh. and like the, even then, to have the opportunity, you know, like Kerry White and Kerry Bright have been the you know the stars of the JBRC at the weekend, you know, to be able to see them in action and see you know are they doing nothing different from me or you know what you know what's their approach or you know is there anything I can learn from this
0: yeah like we were in a similar position as Calm Devine over the weekend really where we had to go out and win the win the class it was a matter of getting through and I suppose he was in the same boat as us in the way that he would have liked an, in an ideal world to be racing Adrian Formo further away but like that you put the wise head on and you get through the event and do what you need to do and that's what we were doing. We would have loved to have been racing the boys from the start, mm-hmm. but we knew that was our our race this weekend. It was just a matter of getting through, and the championship is more important.
1: Mm-hmm. At the
0: end of the day, to us, to get that and have that to your name.
1: Mm-hmm. And like you know, between the stages, you know, are are is there a better band or is there a better cry? Is there you know, is there a help upon there it? Definitely, like
0: all the boys in the class are are fair sound. Like we all we all get on really well. We're friends outside the sport. Um, and as I was saying there before, there's 10 or 12 in each, uh, in each, in the class in each round. And we all get on so well in between stages. We were even chatting there for a few rallies. You don't mind if you go to a stage and there's a 10 minute delay that you get out and be able to have a chat and slag each other for a while and mm-hmm. be able to talk about just Remember that last corner of that stage, and you know, over that jump with Savage or whatever.
1: It is really enjoyable. Yeah. Because like, something struck me, it was Aaron Johnson said it in the podcast last week, you know, the, the friendship, even, you know, the top guys have. Because in reality, they're not risking each other, they're risking the cloak. And, you know, it, it really brought it home to me is like, that's true. You know, it, it, there's nothing you can do really that affects the other person on the stage. It is it's the cloak you're risking.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Like you go uh, every rally you go to, and no matter what class it's in, generally, if you start to start in and walk back, if it's a delay, each class is out, each competitor is out talking to other people in different cars, their same cars no matter who they are everyone's out chatting having a bit of crack in between the stages and that's a very enjoyable part of the rally as well and that's why you love sort of going to meet the lads every weekend and be able to race and do what. like we all love rallying and it's we all have a, the same love for the sport
1: yeah because so that, that you know that's that is another thing like you know you know what you've done to take your car down at that, that stage and set a time so if any man can be or man woman or whatever can set a time that's two seconds quicker or two seconds slower or whatever you know what they have done to do that like, and you appreciate that exactly I think it was Cod's head in Clarity this year we
0: went through the stage and we had we told we had a savage run and got to the end of the stage and uh, got to the start of our groom and like that there was a delay we all got out of the carriage we were talking and we all got off the stage thinking the exact same thing if anyone beats us in there fair play to them us the other boys in the class and we all got out and we are all within two seconds of each other <laughs> It's just such close racing in this class. Yeah. Um, just when you get into a rhythm on, on a stage, on a dry stage
1: as well, it's just, it's just no better feeling. It is class. Excellent, excellent. So, chain tarmac champion this year. What's the thoughts going into twenty twenty three, or is it you know I'm only finished this year? <laughs> or, sorry, going into twenty twenty four, I'm only getting finished this year. You know, let me enjoy this, or is there is there a thought process already going to be? Maybe... Uh, no, straight
0: away we were talking about next year already. Uh, what to do? it's it's a tough question to be fair because we don't we have lots of options it's just trying to pick the right one to to go with and steer down that way whether it's to go with the dual surface in ireland like definitely we want to make next year half half tarmac half gravel if not mostly gravel mm-hmm. so uh just to build of experience on it because that's one area that i haven't done much on at the moment but uh no, next year I'm not sure. Will we go Jewel surface BRC? Will we? We might even try uh, an international event abroad somewhere. But we we don't know yet. We're talking about uh, putting in inquiries here and there, just trying to get a budget together and get sponsored on board to try and help us
1: achieve what we want to do. Yeah, and like you know, you just touched on their sponsors. Like sponsorship is vital and rallying, and like you have a strong team there behind you. That, as I say, i want to be give them a wee shout out.
0: Yeah, 100%. Uh, this year I have to, only for a few very important people, Noel Dyne from NJ Dyne Construction Limited and his daughter Rachel Doyne from CITB Construction Industry Training Providers, uh, along with my dad. Like, the, the three of them have been amazing all year. And without them, we wouldn't have been able to do half the rally we were doing. It, it's I really appreciate the help that they've given us all year, along with uh, the crew servicing the car, like the car never missed a beat all year other than what I did to let them go. Uh like all the all the crew at NPL and RLA, uh Sport, of they were amazing all year and like that. We have great we have great crack with them and to uh, they do their job and they do it excellently. Real professional uh, outfit and it's hundred percent run. It's very good. And uh also have to thank all the navigators who sat with me out tr- throughout the year as well. Uh Stephen Joyce sat with me for uh Clarney and Cork, uh, Stephen Reynolds sat with me for uh, Circuit of Ireland and Ulster, Sean Brunton sat with me for uh, West Cork and then Patrick Brides did all the other events and like Patrick does more with me than just navigating, like he, he, he's like a, a mentor and a, like he guides me in the right direction, he, like he's like a big brother in rallying to me, like he, he, uh, he started off navigating with me about two years ago. And since that it's he uh, me and him have grown to have a great relationship and it's thanks to him as well that we've we've got this championship. Uh, because it just been able to be pointed in the right direction, his experience on the stages along with all the other navigators, it's it's very yeah.
1: important. I think Patrick it, is one of them guys who's been about rallying for so long to have his advice in your corner, I suppose, is like you can so advice you can't buy that it's, it's there he has it in his back pocket just to to hand? exactly 100% like and he knows exactly
0: what the car can do what each stage are like it, like the experience he brought with us to Donegal it was, it was amazing just to be able to know what stages you can go fast on what to watch out for what stages get shiny and slippy and just how to plan out everything he was he was uh, very good and that's why when we go to a rally he's the boss tell me what to do he, he's he's the reins and i do what he tells me so he's uh no i'm very lucky to have him and all the rest of the lads all
1: here. they've all been excellent child white you come away with the jbrc one and the oscar last weekend not only that but third place in the overall stands at the weekend too uh, i suppose after friday night it was the perfect saturday for you Yeah, as you say, Friday night didn't
8: really go to plan. We uh, were absolutely hemorrhaging time. We were wrongly advised. um, With Tire Choice, we ended up taking slicks in the end. In hindsight, we've seen everybody took the wets and we sort of should have really knew from the forecast. But uh, it's nice to be different at the same time. And, uh, you know, you'd you'd like to think if it did dry out and it did work in our favour, everybody would be clapping and calling me a hero. But... uh, it was unfortunately the other way about this time round, and uh, yeah, we just got through and uh, then we just had one thing in mind Saturday which was just to go flat out and we seemed to achieve that and uh, we clawed time back uh, before stage seven where I think we ended up with a nominal time it's uh, one of them things you can go with you or against you unfortunately the majority of the times went against me but uh, this time round it went with me so I was happy enough <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's nice to get the rub of the green. As, as you say, there have been times in the past that things seem to nearly fall against you rather than fall for you. So it's nice sometimes that that happens the other way,
8: right? Yeah, that's it, Yeah, Well, it was actually this rally coming up, rally uh, Cardigan base or the Jean, whatever it's called, um, went against us when we were rallying against Eamon, Ke- Eamon Kelly. We uh, think we were held up behind Jason Pritchard and another Mark II that had an accident and we drop time to him. So as I say, it's just an absolute gamble. It's something that you can't control. It's rallying, the stage is blocked. So you just have to uh, suck it up and get on with it really. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's for sure, that's for sure. And like, the JPRC this year, like there's like f- about four or five guys in there and like, at the moment it's looking as if it's going to come down between yourself, Kim Dade and KCJ. you are having some great battles there.
8: Yeah, there's some great battles. Obviously the pace everybody's on is absolutely crazy. And uh, at the last rally in this rally coming up, young Owen Lloyd coming into it as well. Mm -hmm. He is absolutely on fire there at the minute. uh, It would have been good to have him in the full championship, you know, a bit more competition as well. He's uh, obviously very, very quick. So he's uh, definitely one of my ones to watch if he does compete next year in the junior BRC. Yeah, and the you
1: know, the fact that the next round is really carried again home soil for him he's going to be determined to go out there and make a point next weekend in the, you know, the rally coming up? Yeah, 100%, yeah. It's just uh, self-explanatory, really. I, I've done the same
8: in the Ulster myself. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it'll just be good to take it on to his territory and see how we get on. Um, mm-hmm. Last year, we had a good run against him. He was very quick there, too. But uh, it's just almost into the unknown because we have our car set up to where we like it now compared to where we were at this time last year and uh, he's very much the same as well. He's uh, had a couple of miles behind him too, so you're uh, you're going into the unknown completely, but uh, I think it would be stupid of me if what, I was in a position to fight with him to do so, because I have to also keep in mind the championship, and uh, it's easier said than done, obviously, if there's a couple <laughs> of seconds between us going into maybe the last stage or something, but yeah. uh, I'll, ha- I'll just have to use my head it's uh it's maybe up to sean as well I'm navigator he's he's gonna have to do something <laughs>
1: <laughs> and the, this is the whole thing you know it, sometimes you know the head has to rule the heart the heart's going go for it you know you can do this but sometimes the head has to go just settle yourself points are on the board more importantly
8: yeah that's it yeah po- points are praises yeah. and uh, especially now coming into the latter part of the season i think there's three rallies to go we're in a really strong position i think it will be pretty stupid to throw it away now you know that sort of way so just have to go with a level head we'll go uh go like the hammers in the first part of the rally and uh we'll try and see where we are after that
1: for sure for sure and like Kane McBride, this you know he made the step up from the, you know rally four or the, you know of uh, rally Two two first you know before up to you know he's made up onto the the jbrc this year and like a big step but for you know for somebody so young he has got a great head and his shoulders he seems very very focused, very determined, and he's given you good races this year as well.
8: Yeah, it's been great. Uh, great battles. I eh? just absolutely like <laughs> you know. There's nothing better than going maybe five, six, seven people all at the same time fighting for half a tenth here and yeah. a second there. And there's nothing better than being involved in the battle. That's what rallying's all about. Uh, mm-hmm. What happened there in the Jim Clark? Whenever Max McRae and Kyle had uh, had obviously trouble, that was probably the most difficult rally I've had to do in a long time. I think at a six. M- was it six minutes or something lead going into the day two, and that to okay, it's good obviously that you get the points, but it's not what rallying's about, you know that <laughs> sort of way. You just, uh, you just absolutely love having them battles, and yeah, there's just nothing like it. There's really not. I
1: think like, you've got that kind of lead. Like you know, you must hear every bang and every rattle that been through the car. You what was that? You know. Yeah,
8: yeah, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, we pulled up to one of the controls, first stage out on Saturday morning, and the car filled the road with blue smoke, and I remember just looking in my mirror and going, oh, no way is this happening to me, and it ended up, I just drove through the rest of the rally with no anti-lag on, because I knew fine rightly the turbo was on its last legs, Yes. and uh with a couple of things in mind that what it could have been, maybe overfilled with oil a wee bit, something, but it just wasn't taking any risks, uh-huh. so... It, not only is it about it going as hard as you can, but it's also about car preservation. You know, you have to maybe protect the dry shafts coming out of the junctions. You have to protect the turbo, the gearbox. So many different things involved. And especially if you're, you know, coming out of junction, spinning the wheels. Uh, it's not just hard on transmission. It's hard on everything in the car. So just go through the whole
1: car. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. And the, this is, you know, you know, this is the thing about... you know the 208 and the fiesta like there's some stages probably suit the power that wee bit better there's some stages suit the fiesta a wee bit but over the course of the rally as you said there tens of seconds of separating you it's a very level playing field it's you know it is the prep that goes into the car you know the prep that yourself and sean but then it's that's where the rally is won and lost it's not just on the stages
8: yeah the rally at 100 has to be won in the workshop um you have to put the hours in to get the car right you have to Make sure there's no play in the wheels. Everything yeah, it's just so much work, and especially when you have a family to do, and we're doing up everything ourselves. Mm-hmm. So basically, we've got a giant killing that way. We don't have a team running our car. We there's me and my dad, and the odd night maybe Sean and Alan would come down and give us a hand, but we do everything ourselves. And it's all it's a lot more rewarding I find whenever you do it all yourself, and it does you know everything comes together the way it has so far this year. So. Yeah, going good so far, but it's not uh, at the go.
1: <laughs> yeah, and the current again, it's 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 not even truly representative. You know, you couldn't say, oh, I've done the gym turk and I've done the Ulster, I'm in a good place, going into tarmac, you know, on It's got different characteristics altogether. It's a it's a, it's a whole mindset change almost again. Yeah,
8: the Cerro uh, uh, has just a wee bit of everything. It has fast, really open stuff. It has fast, and narrow stuff that basically is just about the width of the car. On shiny tar, there's power there that is completely abrasive. You have the, obviously I think the street stage might run this year again, will it? I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, there's just there's so much work involved in this rally. And uh I would say whoever is the most modest on it might have a good chance of winning it.
1: Yeah, and the fact that you know that there there's talk that's going to be included maybe in the ERC era next year or the following year, that shows the the the, the quality of that rally. It's, you know, it's, they have big aims and you know they're obviously putting on a great event for the likes of guys over now next weekend.
8: Yeah, well, I'd say fair play to them. Whenever it went on last year, it was a fantastic rally, um, very well run, very well organised. Uh, you had the likes of Hayden Patton was over last year then as well. We're chatting to him, lovely guy. Um, yeah, it's just it's one of them rallies that's on the up and coming. It's very much like the down rally up here. Um, the down rally, admittedly, is one of the best rallies I've done this year, Mm -hmm. and going forward, I can see that being a real real contender as well. I was sad to say it wasn't a part of the BRC this year, but hey, so that's not up to me. I can only uh, I can only drive the rallies are provided. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I, I, I
1: have to agree with you. I think the down rally is like a real hidden gem in Irish rallying, it gets. The the you know the way they bring it into the city centre you know the way they bring it to the people even the stages are like some of the best in the country I, I, yeah I would totally agree with you in the Down Valley and even the organisers the, the the approach they take the friendliness of them I, I just think it's a it's a no brainer to the but yes it's around the British Ashcroft Championship and the Northern Ireland Championship but it's much much better than that yeah well it's
8: even guys in the past guys in the present have just you know, any time they've done rallies or the stages at the rally run, they've just said they're the best stages they've ever done. Even like Keitanovic, Bertie Fisher, Craig Breen, all the big names have yeah. always said the stages like hamiltons Folly, Buck's Head, even I think Lockheed, he was a part of it not so long ago there. Uh, they're just stages that are absolutely unrivaled in the whole of Ireland. It's just ah. Yeah. Oh, I can't I can't I can't explain to you <laughs> what a run over Hamilton's you like, I, really
1: <laughs> I, can like I can only imagine you. and then you know like you mentioned earlier Sean coming down and helping out. Like Sean isn't just a co driver, he's your buddy, he's your mechanic, he's your co driver, he's everything rolled into one like he's some man for one or Sean. Yeah, he's a he's a hit
8: what a, I have a Swiss Army knife in there, but I have a Swiss Army Sean as well. he got <laughs> everything rolled into one. So he's uh, no, he's a good lad. He's obviously a big help and stuff for the car whenever we need it. Um, he sort of has me organised on the weekend, what I have to do, where I have to be, everything. And it's obviously a lot on my mind whenever we're preparing the car, doing everything. It's just nice for him to be able to do that for me. He knows what I need on the event. Well, he's been sitting with me that long and... Uh, it's also good in a sense because if he knows if i'm pushing too much on the stage he can pull me back a bit if he knows you know maybe i've got a wee bit of brain fog he can snap me out of it where he did actually there in the ulster so it's good to have someone like that beside you knows what he's doing but uh don't tell him that yeah
1: and then you know rallying as you said earlier as well too your dad you know yourself and your dad's working with the car like your dad, you know, you—you'll never be able to repay what he's doing, but he's getting as big a kick out of this as you are. Like he—he's like reliving his youth almost through you.
8: Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, obviously it's no secret there. He was uh, quick on his day. I don't know now. Thank God, I have the edge over him now. But. Uh... <laughs> No, and, and his day was quick, and I remember going all the all the rallies and just you know saying this is just exactly what I'm going to do. There's nothing else I can do. Will I ever rival this? Mm-hmm. One of the, one of the highlights uh, w- maybe humbled me a wee bit. We uh, my mother took me up, me and my twin brother, dressed us in these wee Shell suits when my dad was sponsored by Shell, yes. and we went up. Uh, I think it was towards Anna Skelander, actually. He was doing was it maybe the Ulster or something, and he had cause the causey escort at the time. And I remember going up the road in the car and the Escort Cosworth broke down on the first stage and he passed us coming the other way, on the motorway. <laughs> oh, and I re- oh. But then we had to double back. And I remember then asking, saying, why you know, why are we not going to see him? Mm-hmm. You know, that sort of way. And I just, it's one of them things as a kid you don't really expect. But, no. yeah, it's just, you really have to get used to it when you're rallying. That you that's for sure. That for
1: sure. And, like, you know, rallying is a very expensive sport. You know, your dad was a lot into it. You put everyone into it. It's not possible without
8: sponsors. It would be nice to give them a shout out as well. No, 100%. Yeah, we've a uh, couple of guys that have, without them, we wouldn't be here really. So you've got uh, Finicky Cleaning Service. They've uh, obviously made a contribution this year. LA Distribution, we would not be here without them. They're an electrical company. Uh, they're really, really helpful. Anything we need, if we're under budget, over budget, whatever, they're always there to help. So they're they're there. We've got uh, Michelin obviously with a hat yeah. they've been a big help this year they've uh, given us endless advice they've came on board this year uh, there's oh, there's just so many people to mention, race and rally mm-hmm. oh, yeah just it's great to have the support too because there's a lot of guys out there that really struggle mm-hmm. and for us to get the back end that we have is just absolutely incredible so yeah big thanks to them
3: Great to hear from Kyle, and look, busy time for him, not only the Ulster Rally, but uh, also a baby on the way, and he's about to set off shortly for um, Rally Cardigan in uh, Wales. Um, Kevin, you also had the opportunity to um, catch up with uh, Patrick Croke on the back of some news that Dirtfish broke this week. Luke?
2: Yeah, so he's going to be doing next year's Ravens Rock Rally alongside Thierry Neuville, which is just incredible, isn't it? There was some information that my colleague David Evans made a surprise out of James Coleman that they're essentially looking to almost turn Raven's Rock into a massive celebration of of Craig um, and a remembrance event for him Um, and Thierry's jumped at the chance to be part of it I believe there was conversations around it even sort of at the funeral back in April um, just sort of murmurings about it and a lot of the WRC drivers were quite keen to do something so let's hope that that does manage to sort of play out but it's great to see thierry take on the initiative and i think it's actually it's a side of him we don't always see sometimes he can be cast as like the bad guy but this is a really heartwarming gesture for him and for paddy is going to be the right of his life isn't it
1: yeah and
2: the, i think you know as you say the novel
1: is kind of betrayed as the body but the, look at everything he finishes on the podium he makes a substantial donation to local charities and one thing or another. Like he's not the cold hearted driver that we sometimes see portrayed behind the wheel. Like he has a big heart there too, as well.
2: Yeah, and I think it's very clear to see that him and him and Craig were really good mates. Um I think on and off the stages as well. Um so yeah, it's just it's gonna be a really touching gesture, no doubt emotional. Um it always is. I yeah, but I don't know, it's it's one of these things that if something good can come out of it, I guess this is something that didn't come out of it. So it should be a great weekend next year. There will be plenty more, I imagine, over the next few weeks and months of plans and what's being confirmed, what isn't being confirmed. But it's it's quite in an, an exciting time for those involved. That's for
1: sure. And Connor, like you know, before we hear from Patrick, like the the stories, the rumor mill of even half of it comes comes up alive. <laughs> uh, we're in for some treat next year.
3: You know, first and foremost, absolute celebration of Craig. Um, but from a, a rally fan's perspective, wow, what a treat. Like, if we can get some of the WRC stars over onto Irish soil um, to, to just, you know, exhibition drive and we're, you know, just love it. And fairness to Terry, he's going to be under a lot of pressure because the last time Paddy sat in a car, he won. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is true. Yeah. So, without further ado, let's hear from Mr. Paddy Crook. Patrick. It's
7: been a difficult few months, but there's some good news to tell as well. Uh, thanks for much for having me, Kevin. Yeah, it's been a very tough couple of months. Absolutely, for a whole host of reasons. Obviously, we lost Craig and the world of lost Craig, the world of rallying lost Craig, and it's been it's been a very hard year for us and obviously for Craig's family, more so and Craig's friends. And yeah, it's been a tough year. It's been a tough Few months kevin absolutely
1: yeah and then like the ravens wrote this year 2023 like craig wasn't there in person but he was there in spirit like you know sean Hassett and mike chain brought the scooter over and just the way the stars aligned for for that day it was that the the man himself was there steering the thing along
7: yeah absolutely yeah james Corman and um and uh, James Coleman and obviously got in contact with Mike Chen and with Johnny Hazard to see where they could get the scorer so um, they were delighted to bring the scorer off Andrew Fanning it was Andrew Fanning's scorer they used but um, yeah you've probably seen the car and everyone's seen it and it was all done in Craig's famous sense mm-hmm. as the saying goes and like that we were laughing and joking there was probably a scene that shouldn't have been on the car or should have been on the car, but obviously couldn't for law reasons. <laughs> Absolutely, there was more. There was he, that man had more sayings and more. He came out with some stories, but yeah, it was kind of it was it was, it was lovely. It was it was lovely to see all the scenes on the car mm-hmm. and stuff like that, Kevin. It was they done a real lovely job, and I think they uh, kind of how would you put it? They, they they made a tribute to Craig the way Craig would have loved a tribute to mm-hmm. be repaid for him because the amount of people that seen the car and loved it and even everyone got a saying on the car, he's close yeah. to the friends to his colleagues in WRC. He got all these things and just mm-hmm. see it tributes and the car lovely. So it was a nice thing to talk to about. Them, yeah. I think
1: uh-huh. like, the two boys said that, like, you know, from now on it was at the first pass you control, the name at the bottom, you know, the initials at the bottom was the CB. Like the number 42 yeah. popped up throughout the day. Josh won yeah. by 42 seconds. Yeah. It's 42, 42nd it 40 one. Yeah.
7: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think when, I think the first control, when Sean handed the tank out at the window, like you were saying, your yeah, man's initials were CB. Uh-huh. And again, 42 came up of a second and then Josh won the rally by 42 seconds. Mm-hmm. so it's all that it's kind of oh you know, he was there there was no doubt about it he was definitely there in person uh, in, in spirit For sure. uh, more such a person absolutely that was yeah mm-hmm. so
2: yeah, he
1: was
7: and, you know.
2: yeah.
1: and like you know we seemed out pouring a grief at the time of his death and like the WRC drivers were you know The way they come together, you know, even, you know, they come over for the funeral, but then even, you know, the week later at the event, you know, (laughs) Craig was with them, each and every one of them, and they want to come to Ireland next year now and pay tribute to the great man he was. Yeah,
7: Yeah, absolutely. Just touching on his funeral, like, I like even the amount of drivers that actually took it off their own accord and got on the airplane and came over. And obviously, it was the week of Croatia, so like any WRC event, them boys would be gearing up. Doing right and the getting their last bit of testing done, obviously uh, before the event. But no, they made the trip over, and it was so so lovely to see him. And even for the months mine, a lot of them came over as well. And getting back to Croatia, like you'll never see it. I, I, I as long as I'm following Rally and Kevin, which is a very long time. I don't think I've ever seen a livery of a car change. Yeah. In the circumstances, like they re- totally revived
1: mm-hmm.
7: the colour scheme with the tricolour and with Craig and stuff, which was absolutely lovely. And even to see the likes of Ford and Toyota putting their little symbols on it also was mm-hmm. a lovely. It was a lovely thing. It was absolutely emotional to see it, but the way that the WRC uh, guys got behind it was. Nothing but fantastic the car the car looked very very well out, yes, for sure, for sure. And, the, and then you know because the irish
1: contingent out there you know they got swept up in this you know as well too like, the number of the crews that happened to be out there that weekend and like to see them all standing around craig's or you know the car as well too like you know it would have brought a tear to a stone
7: yeah, it was, Kevin. It was. It was like it was it was very emotional to watch it. Like the amount of Irish people that even traveled. Like obviously there was a lot of people booked to travel to Croatia when Craig was doing it. But obviously the crash happened and he lost his life. But the amount of people that travelled even to how would you say even fly to flag even more so yeah. on the event. Like it was like it was phenomenal. Like there was one bit of the ink car, I don't know, was it Thierry came down to a square right and, like, he came around the corner and there was just a sea of Irish flags. And it was like, like you knew exactly what he meant to the Irish people. And not even that, it's like... To the, the world, world, world. throughout the world. Yeah. To the world. you know, yeah. you have it, Kevin. To the world. It wasn't even in Ireland. Like, it's the amount of people that respected him from, from the smallest guy up to the top level. He yeah. was just renowned through the world. He was mm-hmm. absolutely... A fantastic guy, and we lost one of the best. That's for sure. Absolutely, yeah. That's Absolutely, for sure. yeah. <laughs> yeah, But that's uh, in saying that the Irish people really, really got behind them the whole lot in Croatia and even the WRC family. They really put the ball out of the park when they really gave a good send off and a tr- fitting tribute to such an amazing person. Absolutely. That for yeah. sure.
1: That's for sure. And like, you know, those drivers, you know, sometimes, you know, the next week they moved on, they're on to a different story or whatever. But no, note with this. They want to come here to Ireland next year and pay tribute to, the, to their friend, to their to their guy.
7: Exactly, yeah. And, I, and how that came about, you probably move on there. How that came about, we were all at Craig's Week, and uh, Thierry Neville was there and Itzapakalapi was there and uh, Martin reed And they went in to pay tribute to obviously uh, Jackie and Ray and uh, I think it was Thierry that was talking to James Coleman, and uh, James Coleman and everyone, uh, James Thierry Neville and James Coleman said, look, wouldn't it be lovely for uh, to try and get some of the drivers then to come over and do a, do a rally or some kind of thing for Craig. Like that, everyone kind of said, yeah, look, you know, people would say stop at a funeral, yeah. and we were thinking, okay, look, if it happens, it happens. Yeah. But... I think it actually took off, as in a lot of people, when mm-hmm. they heard it, they said, yes, it has to happen. I'm yeah, make this it it. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. It, like it is a full thing. It's very sad because obviously Craig would have loved to see him around the World Championship in Ireland, uh, in his home country, and to be competing in front of his home crowd on a World Championship yep. event would have been the icing on the cake, unfortunately. It didn't happen mm-hmm. for a whole host of reasons. Mm-hmm. But I think what they're going to do with some of the drivers coming over, he will absolutely love it. And to see the rally one cars in Ireland and maybe just maybe Kevin, who knows? We might see him back on a proper WRC event, but yeah, the event for Craig is, it is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next couple of months now, there'll be a lot of planning and a lot of organization coming and, Ah, james james Coleman and a few others have been to a lot of the teams and a lot of the teams have said yeah we are coming so it's a good thing cause everyone wants to be there for the yeah. event. So. for the, for the yeah. celebration
1: and such and like and, and not only are they coming there's going to be a very special co-driver be drafted in for for the event as well
7: <laughs> i do, i do not know how 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 it's going to happen but uh, it is happening it is happening and again Thierry came over to me at Craig's uh, funeral and he said look he said I want you to come to Ireland to do the rally uh, and I want you to sit beside me and like that again Kevin I said yeah yeah no problem as you would look Mm -hmm. it's it's people being nice whatever Mm -hmm. and no he went back to uh, back to Belgium and he said no we we have to come to Ireland and he said uh, when we come, I want Paddy, Cro, Craig, friend to sit with me. Mm-hmm. So that's how that came about. I'm absolutely over the moon. It's it's. It, 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 I wish that I think the next year will never come. It's going to be absolutely amazing for me to get the opportunity to sit in a rally one camp. But yeah, we will do proud. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure the other the other lad is looking down going he's going to make another hand to disagree. again, <laughs> you know, you know? Yeah. not again, not again. I like could just see him up to now going, oh, no, don't tell me this fella's going back over to me again. <laughs> you know? oh, my God. It is, look, it is what it is. It's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be, going to be pretty unique, Kevin. It's yeah. going to be pretty unique,
1: you know. Yeah. To we, we, we should mention, like, Terry Neville as, like, one of those real good guys when it comes to in the WRC I like every round he goes to, he visits local charities, he's donating money to, you know, worthwhile causes, like a lot of kids' charities and one thing and another. I like he seems an all-around good guy, you know, never mind a rally driver, he seems to be a, a real good guy behind it all.
6: Yeah, well,
7: like, Kevin, like, they're normal people, but they just do, a, a, like, a fantastic an job
1: yeah.
7: <laughs> of driving a rally car and driving it to perfection. Like he's, no, like, he's no different than anybody else. He is an absolute, genuine, decent guy. Like I said, he does all his charity work. Mm-hmm. And he's another Craig. I think he wears his heart on his sleeve. Absolutely. He likes to give back. He never forgets his fans. No, they all don't. Like, they all, like, mm-hmm. without the fans, they can't be running. Like, yeah. without the whole road show of the people mm-hmm. and their fans and whatever. Can't be it, but genuinely, like he's one of these nice guys, and like Craig, he's he likes to give back to what people gave to him, which is a nice thing. It's supposed to be able to do that, yeah. You know, and as well as
1: that, too, he's a rally nut, as well. a rather, you know, he's a bobble hunter, the same as what Craig was. You know, he loves his yeah. BMW, his his wee Corsa, you know. <laughs> Is oh, that, yeah. you know, is that, yeah, yeah exactly.
7: like the rest of us. <laughs> like, like absolutely, uh, Jack Brennan got the opportunity, he was uh, with the cats in, somewhere in Belgium and I think that uh, Jack got the opportunity to go down uh, into the, um, he had this massive workshop where these Crosscarts are built and underneath the floor, like, uh, I don't know, how would you call A it? A business like, uh, uh, Yeah, an underground car park and, Jack just sent me a little snip of a uh, Snapchat and there was like the they were radical the Nova the 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 trio 306 maxi and we were I was like and I was meant to go and I don't know did I get sick or something happened and I was like going, I can't believe this I'm <laughs> not the missing like you know? The yes. holy grail, the holy grail of rallying is there. Like yes. like yeah, the man like the man, the man have some lovely types. <laughs> and like Craig, they never seem to be out of the car. They just love getting into them and they love going out. Like if, if you told anyone I have a Nova home to share the one and you have a Nova, <laughs> it ain't no oh uh, uh, yeah. Nova. <laughs> uh, you <yeah. laughs> know, no, no. it's 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 lovely. It's lovely to see it. It's lovely that people they don't forget the routes and they don't forget the cars that like, for the yeah. uh-huh. like, obviously, Thierry started off in and over the same way Craig would have started in uh, uh Fiesta yeah. ST. Like, yeah. they, they all started in small cars, cars and worked their way up through. Yep, yeah. uh-huh. they've built them, they've, they've, they've come up to the main uh-huh. rankings of. Mm -hmm. of the wrc cars or rally one cars as they call it say yeah yeah (laughs)
1: Yeah. and like you know this uh, event uh, you know it's still in the early stages of planning but it's going to be something special like it's not going to be just uh, the normal run of the mill event
7: no no it's not my phone this morning since that went up my phone has not stopped the amount of people and i i i was just looking back at it because i like uh, i keep an eye on the dirt fish Yes. and I know David and I know Colin and on a fairly uh-huh. regular basis I'd be in contact with him I and mean, we are just we're putting all this together and things were going on behind the scenes and yeah. that guy was saying Geez, if this could happen wouldn't it wouldn't be brilliant and it was going to happen and like unfortunately we had the bite our time and yeah. until the correct time to release something like this mm-hmm. but yeah it most definitely will be a fantastic event I hope that they can run Five or maybe six good stages I'm sure James and his crew will sit down and they will take mm-hmm. six fast stages like we have some lovely roads I don't know Terry left me a comment on that uh, he shared the story and he said are you ready and then like something <laughs> believe you me you are going to fall in love with Irish tarmac he will want to come back <laughs> oh, they're, they're rallying on the best tarmac in the world but not like Craig Breen is even up there smiling going that's my boy. There ain't no Irish tarmac. Dude. We are renowned for it. Yes. <laughs> you know, you know, you know, so yeah, it's it's all it look like you said, it's in early stage. it's in the early stages of it. But I think that they have a good team around them and I think that they have they have enough people there that they will make it a lovely event. And like I said, it'd be like more of a festival and a memorial thing to create. Yeah the man he was just to give him that fitting tribute to say thank you for everything that you've done because obviously Craig put Irish and back up there he was yeah. back into um, he was back in a WRC car with a, with a proper team and it was great to see and it'd be great to see the likes of Jack Brennan and the likes of like Josh McLaren and all them boys coming yeah. like they looked up to Craig and it's lovely to see the boys are continuing on and like Mm -hmm. I know that Josh was out in um, Rally's Lend weekend and you have Jack doing the forestry and you have have so many others and the more modern thing is great it's great for them it's great Mm -hmm. for them lads to get a run and look like obviously they want to live up to where Craig was and it's it's brilliant to see it. that kind of a team able to happen for them it
1: was Craig and Paul and Chris that you know has opened these doors, and these young guys coming up through with you know the MA Rally Academy, you know the doors yeah. open, they're kicking it open, and they're they're here, and we're here to stay. Uh, it open, uh, it?
7: like absolutely, you only have to see Jack Brennan, yeah. the way he's just so dedicated to it, mm-hmm. and he's doing and he's doing a fantastic job of it, and like that little clear. I'm actually sitting in with him now on Sunday. We're doing a, the uh local rally sprint for the Carrigon Shore mm-hmm. Motor Club, and it'll be like a bear in a washing machine. But I'm actually <laughs> looking forward to sitting in. I know to see it because like it's a it's a lovely car. And I'm just yeah. looking. To, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to sitting into it and yeah. seeing what he's actually what he exactly can do with it. Because anything like anything you see on him, he's always so resilient. But to see that kind of, but again the foundations of what the MO Academy is doing for rallying and bringing the youngsters up like Jack and like Josh McClendon. It's, it's it's fantastic to see. I think it's a brilliant idea. And when it was put together last year with John Coyne and uh, his crew, it was a fantastic idea. And let's hope they can really yeah. and support like, it. And, and the great going. thing
1: is that Craig was there. Craig was supporting it. That, you know, that we've often talked you yeah. know, to the, some of the guys and Craig was always, yeah. you know, you know, maybe speaking over to them and the, you know the service part, or you know attending yeah. events like the, the junior one thousand thing. He was full square behind.
7: Exactly, him, so. like like exactly. He put up he's uh, he put up the ten grand money or whatever it was to yeah. that, like put a youngster sitting into a car that don't even have a driving license. Big winner prize that Craig Breen. If you like come back years ago, kind of a Craig putting a prize up yeah. for someone. Uh-huh. That is like that. Like they're trying to live up to. Mm-hmm. this name like yeah. this is the are uh-huh. well yeah what I'm trying to say he just he just set the bar I was rallying yeah. and I think that all the youngsters and it was great for him to do that for the J1000 for sure. to uh, like like with his mm-hmm. thing with his fundraiser it was lovely that Craig put it in now obviously he put it in and God love him he lost his life soon mm-hmm. after I would presume that he would have been still loving just looking down on him all and and uh, and on. I think it's a great class, and it's lovely the way they can just get their cars. the one, that everyone have their own. Everyone have their own car. It's it's not like it's basically it's like Craig when he done the S the the ST yes the, S the thing like that rally academy that WRC academy. Everyone was given a car an ECU, mm-hmm. and the man with the best talent. Well, there, yeah. was no, uh-huh. there was no there were no tricks, there was no A uh,
1: the smart no pieces hit, no, you, it, you put into no, the car or nothing no.
7: It was the the, the, the two knots behind the window. No, <laughs> exactly, Kevin, there was no there was no exactly Kevin, there was no um how would you put it? There was no politics, it was the yeah. whoever had mm-hmm. the balls yeah. came out on top. That's mm-hmm. exactly what this is. Sure. And like the J one town, it's a it's a brilliant thing, I think, is a fantastic thing. Sure. Because they did they, well, like when I was growing up and looking at my dad rallying and looking at all my uncles rallying, there was nothing like that. No, mm-hmm. like, like, there was like, okay, it's it's rallying the costly sports, mm-hmm. but back then, people didn't really have that kind of like mm-hmm. you couldn't say to your 16 or 17 year old son, Yeah, look, we'll go out and buy a, a micro or a start because. I don't think there was that kind of funding or that kind no. of... No, uh, and there was, there was no, foundation to go. Yes. Uh, no... No, no uh, one, yeah. no. And, that, that, like, again, as times moved on, it's great for kids that they've been given this opportunity to be mm-hmm. able to go out, compete in a rally car, do their forestry rallying. Mm-hmm. And it's great. And I think, like that, that and I, I'm always saying it, and even... We have, a, we have the brother have the young there who's only three, but we are always saying, hey, when he comes now, I'm always saying, when he comes to an age of... Running, he's left from right, mm-hmm. breaking, accelerator, straight away. Put him in, put him into a go car. He has to be doing something because yeah. he's just. I, I always say, if a child have a purpose in life, or even like if you have a purpose in life, Kevin, mm-hmm. you'll always go. Like you have to have a purpose in life, and I think yeah. the J One Thousand thing for Irish for I, uh, Irish motorsport is a great thing, and I think it will take off around, around in other countries as well i would imagine for
1: sure for sure so you know we're looking forward to next year like we can't say too much at the moment because you know it's all still very much but this is going to be you know the mi Acad- academy is the envy of the world this is going to be the envy of the world as well this this celebration of, of
7: craig yeah well i it will it'll be like it'll be a lovely celebration it will be a lovely celebration and i hope i hope I do hope they pull it out of the back. Like I said before, I think they have the people there behind them and they should should be able to pull it out of the bag. It'd be lovely to see it. And it probably will be the envy of the world and I hope that people really get behind it and come out and celebrate Craig's life. And it would be, be just lovely to see it. Absolutely. So,
1: Paddy, um, as I said to you after we recorded, um, I can't but wish you the best. There's a slot on here anytime you want you know it's always great to talk rallying with that man an absolute pleasure um also last weekend was the the, the latest installment of the erc um Barnum rally um connor um it seemed to be an epic rally
3: yeah it certainly was massive crowds like i know myself from from going out to events in europe the czech fans are just mentally <laughs> They really do love the rally, and and they turn out in, in hordes. So like there was hundreds and thousands of fans everywhere. Whenever you looked at any of the coverage, it was just amazing. Uh, Another, you know, hot rally, uh, um, in the cars and, and and out there as well. So temperatures were pretty high and it's a tough technical event as well. So pretty challenging for the crews. And you could see that from watching and following the rally, you know, a lot of the leading guys were all having issues and, um, What do you call it? This this could have been a decider and it ended up being a deciding round for the ERC Championship with Hayden Padden.
1: Yeah, look, you know, this season, you know, the ERC has probably upped their game. It's become, you know, it has become that second level now behind the WRC. For a few years, the ERC was almost
2: a forgotten championship. It's good to see it back where it belongs. Yeah, I think obviously last year was the change of promoter from Eurosport to WRC promoter. At the time, I must be honest, I thought kind of, strange it was almost like they were monopolizing all the major rally challenges but i think it's really worked the all live product has particularly worked for erc crews and i think it almost took last year well the competition was tight but it maybe didn't have the sort of high profile names that would get the more sort of casual rally fan really excited um it took i think it took last year for some of these guys to sort of look at what was going on and they made a couple of changes to events this year and the entry's been incredible i remember when it came out for the first event in portugal and it was like a who's who of international rallying. It was it was crazy. Like, dare I say, better than most WRC to be honest, the quality in there. Um, and yeah, the, the guys that have been there throughout have been amazing. But I think genuine props to, to Hayden and John for the way they've driven the season. Um, winning the opening rounds gave them the championship lead, and they've just protected it from there on in. I know what they're both like. They want to win every rally. So not pushing it all the time <laughs> must have been really difficult. But to go six rallies in a row with, podium finishes was incredible. Obviously, it just had to be in a way that the one they clinched the championship one was the one where they had some drama. But it ended up being enough anyway with their closest rival Martin Stévez not quite high enough to to stop them getting the championship. But I think few would would turn around and say he didn't deserve it. And it was great a great story for the ERC to have the first non-European champion in 70-year history of a championship. This that's a big deal. Um. So yeah, I think incredible season, incredible achievement for them. Sure, for
1: sure. Well, I, you know, as well as that, then, too, like, Barnum at the weekend, like, it was a bit of a school
2: of face. Was I think, were they in the first 11 places or something? That they finished up. That's the usual story, isn't it, I think, when you get into the Czech Republic, I think. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's almost like Br- British cars used to be like this all the time. It was always Malcolm Wilson's cars in the M-sports were, were everywhere. Um, but the, as everybody knows, the is a great car. Um, and mr devil to win it again didn't Jan pesky with his his 11th win on this rally, which is just crazy i'm pretty sure that's maybe 10 of the last 11 years he's won it and the one you didn't win it he was driving his course car so it's it's utter domination and but he doesn't seem to run away with it every year he's always sort of matched but never quite beaten it's a very specific event it takes a lot to succeed there. It's not just about being fast. It's very tricky, very broken tarmac. So it's one of those rallies actually I'd really, really love to go to one day just to experience as Connor said, the the fans and the atmosphere, it looked um incredible and some challenge.
3: And then in addition to that with a few MI crews out there as well. So we don't know Josh McGrain was having a great weekend. Um what do you call it? He was sitting in run top ten looking for a solid top ten finish. And then just unfortunately on the last loop of stages on on the final day they kind of had a mystery engine issue where the car was was cutting out on them on corners.
1: Yeah, uh, and and then uh, Efa and Roland was out there too, and Rally Four feet, two as well.
3: Yeah, and then we had Mac Cairn sitting with um, Max. Hey, mm-hmm. and again they were doing quite well, and then a couple of minor incidents, and then unfortunately failed to finish the the, the event. They had trouble on the I think the penultimate stage able to catch up with Hayden Padden who literally was not too long off I think in one night's sleep um having arrived home or not, and uh then I also caught up with Eva Raftery and Ronan Comerford Hayden uh 2023 European Rally Champion is that mission accomplished?
5: Uh yeah definitely uh, It was obviously um uh, main target this year um a lot of efforts gone into the program this year between the team in Italy and our team here in New Zealand so uh, yeah it sounds pretty nice to obviously be able to achieve that and um yeah something that we can uh, be pretty proud of
3: and look you've had you know a really consistent season one win five second places like you know really were on the money uh, did did that match your expectations exceed your expectations or is that what you expected to be
5: Uh, Look, when you looked at the entry list for the first round back in Portugal, uh, was probably a little bit nervous and just the quality of the field, you know, and just so many fast drivers, so uh, we surprised ourselves by winning that first round, it wasn't what we expected and and I guess that sort of set set the example for the rest of the year and we sort of just found ourselves in positions on pretty much most rallies where we almost had to consolidate to keep banking the points and while some of our rivals were having problems, we were able to keep um, putting together strong results, so... I wouldn't say it was a championship assault where it was all about speed. I'd say it was probably about trying to be, I guess, drive a bit more of their head rather than their heart this year. And and that's what paid dividends by the time we got to the end of the season.
3: And Byron Rally at the weekend, you you went into that with a 55-point lead. So in a comfortable position over Martin Sesks. So... You were, I think, by stage eight or nine, you were sitting in fifth or sixth place overall. You weren't pushing. I presume you intentionally weren't pushing for, you know, you didn't need to be higher than that. But drama on stage 10, what happened?
5: Yeah, to to be honest, it was just a strange rally full stop for us. We went into the rally with the safety mindset. So the way we set up the car at tests, the way we did the pace notes, we carried two spare tires all rally. And it was just all about being safe, safe, safe. And then as the rally sort of started to progress, it, it became reasonably evident and, you know, in a, in a non cocky way, if you like, that Martin wasn't probably going to get in the top five, which is where he needed to be at minimum, no matter what we did. So we were sort of stuck in this no-man's land of not pushing. Um, and I guess it's almost that mentality is sort of what caught me out there on, on stage team. Um, obviously, I, I made a mistake and... It was on a gravel section right and left, and I've just simply turned into too early on the left hander, um, which just pushed us wide and we clipped a tree. So it wasn't the way, it wasn't in the script, shall we say, to, to do it that way. Um, but if anything, it, it created a different storyline, if you like. Uh, we still achieved the end result, um, and we just had a bit of extra excitement on a Sunday. And I going into
3: that stage, I think Martin was sitting 14th overall. So once, obviously, you surveyed the damage and realized you weren't going any further. What was the feeling in the car? Were you confident you still w- would have this, or was there a bit of intrepidation?
5: Yeah, I guess in normal situations, when you have a bit of an accident, you're probably, you know, a bit angry with yourself and bits and pieces. And to be honest, I think John and I were quite calm um, because we knew that Martin had a mountain to climb to get back into the top five with only three stages to go. Um, and it wasn't like we were fighting for a win or a podium when we had the accident. We were fighting for. Four, fifth, six. There was a close battle there with, with a few of the locals. So, as I said, it was just a strange mental um, mindset to be in on, on that day. Um, so yeah, we had to play the waiting game. Obviously, um, okay, we got we got the car fixed so we can get out of there and at least make sure we drove the car to service and we can get it to the to the finished podium. Um, but yeah, we just had to wait for those uh, final few hours to um, have the I guess official.
3: And I, I saw the images of you going off and retrieving the wheel and yourself and John working away at the car. Um, you know, was that just, you know, something to do? You couldn't sit still or, or you know, what was behind that?
5: Uh, well, obviously, we were 500 metres down the road from when we touched a tree. Um, so I needed to go back and get the, get the parts anyway. We um, don't want to be leaving dampers and things lying around because there's still some value to our team for that. Uh, but then once I grabbed it, it was all more or less intact and it was as I was walking it back to the car like a dog on a leash almost, um, I sort of figured, well, look, we could probably chuck this back together. Okay, all the all the bolts and had been stripped out and the brackets bent and broken, but there was enough there that I could see that we could sit it all back together to make the car at least movable. So and to be fair, if it didn't take half an hour to find the wheel, we probably could have still got back to service within our lateness, fixed it at service and carried on in the afternoon. So it was just that 30 minutes it took to to track it down and, and bring it back to the car, uh, which I guess is what hindered us.
3: And, you know, first non-Europeans to win the ERC, which, you know, fantastic result, but it, it, it literally meant you were rallying, you know, on the other side of the world to where you live. Um uh, like I know in Ireland we've a you know, similar sized population, just over 5 million um, and rallying is a bit of a niche sport. Uh, and we struggle here to get the attention in the media that the sport deserves. Are you getting the recognition at home? Is it being recognized the achievement that you've made that you've written your names into the history books?
5: Yeah, it is probably a little bit similar, like what you said to what it is in Ireland in terms of media and, and bits and pieces. But in saying that we've always had amazing support here in New Zealand Um you know, not just from media, but, you know, the fans and the rally community and our sponsors and partners. So that's what makes it all the much more worthwhile. It is quite humbling to have that support. And um yeah, obviously we had a few Kiwis over with us as well who travelled all the way around the world just for five days to support us and then come back home as well. Um So yeah, definitely people here are passionate about the sport and particularly I think with Rally New Zealand that was back here last year, that sort of, I guess, up the interest in the sport and, and hopefully um, you know we'll see WRC back here again in the future as well. And
3: you know in addition to the ERC you've also been competing at home this year which obviously is, is very important but how have you genuinely managed to do that between all of the travel I'm sure the toll that it takes on yourself and John physically and mentally um, and then you know the importance of obviously competing at home as well.
5: Uh, yeah, I think I've been living in a constant jet-lag state for about three months now. <laughs> as soon as you start getting into the time zone, it's turned the time time to go around and head back home or to the other side of the world. So, yeah, it's been certainly pretty demanding with all the travel this year. Um, but now that we're back in New Zealand, um, with the European Championship done, um, we're predominantly going to be back in New Zealand now. We've got a lot of events now over the next three months here. So, And it's super important for us to be doing the stuff in New Zealand because essentially that's what the interest is for our partners and for our sponsors is us competing here um you know integrating their customers into events and things like when we we're on the other side of the world it's difficult for us to give that same sort of value back to our sponsors so uh you know the reality is if we don't compete in new zealand we probably don't have the budget to compete overseas um i know you know sometimes we get a little bit of flack here about why we're here and why don't we just go overseas well it's not that simple <laughs> the, the two go hand in hand and, and we've got to make both of those campaigns work and i'm um,
3: um, you know you've you've mentioned there about you know the, the sponsors and the stakeholders it's important for them and the erc it's a, you know it's a very well promoted um competition now compared to you know previous years uh, but it still doesn't get the same exposure the wrc gets and from a sponsorship point of view it must it must be a big task to go to your 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 local sponsors who have been extremely faithful to you over the last you know 10 or whatever years to say to them right can you provide me with budget but you're not going to see, your, you know, yourselves being promoted locally or, or, or not as often.
5: Yeah, well, look, look, that's obviously why we're trying to build our business as well with what we're doing here in New Zealand, because, you know, we're trying to use our business behind supporting any campaigns we're doing as well. Um, but essentially, I think, personally, my opinion is the European Rally Championship is the best value for money you can get of any rally championship in the world. Essentially, there's only really two championships globally that have live coverage of every stage, um, good media um, presence and that's obviously WRC and ERC which are both done by the WRC promoter and for me you know we're obviously doing ERC in the same car that we've been doing WRC2 in but for almost half the cost um, you're doing similar amount of miles you're you're on good roads good stages the rally two cars are the main show um, so you know not taking anything away from WRC2 or anything like that but for me and where i am in life anyway uh i've seen a lot of value out of erc this year um i've just loved it and uh you know personally i'd love to try and get back there again next year and and uh, i guess build on what we've been doing this year and what do you got with regard to the new zealand championship
3: where where are you at in that championship what do you need to do to win it
5: yeah so we're three rounds in we had to miss one of the rounds uh, but we've got two rounds remaining uh daybreak rally in i think four weeks time and then Uh, Bay of Plenty Rally, so both North Island events, and there's pretty much a three-way fight, I think, uh, for the championship between uh, ourselves, Rana Horn, and Ben Hunt, so um, yeah, we've got two big one-day rallies coming up, Um, so anything can happen, as we all know, in the sport, so we'll just go and do the best job we can, and then, of course, we've got a lot of hill climbs, single venue events, so that's what we get our 800 horsepower hill climb uh, car out for, so that's, that's some proper fun. And then of course our EV car as well, which we're still doing a bit with, and um, I guess we'll see some events again soon as well. And you know, based
3: based on on winning the ERC, is there is there more pressure on you then to to take the New Zealand
5: Championship? Is there more of a spotlight or or more expectation? Uh, not at all. I think that expectation has always been there for many years now. So we know we've got a big target painted on our back, and and I must admit, like the, the level of New Zealand Championship is going up and up every year. There's a lot of Rally Two R5 cars here now. Um, the level of the drivers is continuing to increase and you know, at the end of the day we've got to be respectful that here in New Zealand it is it's a hobby for everyone like probably like what it is for much of the Irish Championship you know all the guys here have got jobs um, you know they, they don't give a lot of time in the seat so um, I guess you know we always have a bit of an advantage when it comes to that but you know for break it's going to be good to have Shane Van back. back um, he's the ultimate professional he's fast no matter what he drives so we're expecting a pretty good battle with him. Um, and yeah, obviously the rest of the New Zealand Championship as well. And look, you mentioned there a couple of minutes ago about, you know, the plan
3: next year, getting back to Europe. Has has the planning already started for that? Does it make it easier for you going back to your sponsors now, you know, with the, the championship in the bag? Or, or, you know, is it a case of, you know, you've been there, you've done that, it's ticked off maybe from a sponsorship point of view. Do they see the value in it
5: again? Uh, Ultimately, I think when you're winning, things do get a little bit easier in terms of, okay, it's never easy, but um, for sure, you know, we've we've got some good momentum at the moment. Um, You know, we want to carry that momentum forward into whatever program we can put together for next year. Um, Yeah, it's probably early to say, ultimately, the only way we can put together a European Championship is through support through Europe um, and uh, yeah, we've had some very good support from BRC, the talent team that we've been running with this year. Um, you know, for us to put another program there, we, we need continued and increased support to put something together over there. And we're looking at options in New Zealand. You know, we look at options in Australia, America. Um, you know, nothing's off the table at this stage. We're obviously only in August. So we've got a bit of time on our side, uh, but it'd be nice to try and get something, I guess, um, a bit more confirmed before the end of the year. And
3: look, you know, you've been a huge, hugely loyal to Hyundai and I mean, campaigning Hyundai and, and are mainly supported by the what do you call it, distributor for Hyundai in New Zealand. But have you had any recognition from, uh, you know, the 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 the, the manufacturer or the, or the the World Rally team based on what you've done at the weekend?
5: A lot of Hyundai Motorsport have obviously been, um, you know, involved in a small way this year as well. We've been helping them out with development on the Rally 2 car. Um, you know, it's obviously in our best intentions for a brand globally to help sell more cars, essentially, whether it be rally rally cars or road cars. So, yeah, it's a brand that I'm obviously um, incredibly loyal to, and I want to stay loyal to, and um, and you know, we'd like to continue that partnership going forward. Hyundai New Zealand's obviously like part of our family, uh, but you know, on a global level, you know, we do need more support um, to, I guess, continue the progress of what we're doing and and uh, to help the brand uh, around the world. And Probably most importantly, for, from our podcast
3: perspective, how closer or how much closer are we to getting you competing in Ireland?
5: <laughs> well, it's mentioned all the time, and this is definitely on the bucket list. So uh, I think after doing Burrum, actually, that's the first time I've done a bumpy tarmac um, rally. So that's probably a good warm up to come and do something in Ireland at some stage. Yeah, or vice versa.
3: Maybe do the warm up with us before you um, go to the Czech yeah. Republic again. Yeah,
5: It's a good idea. Yeah, good, good test rally.
3: We'll put that on the agenda for next year. Uh Aoife, Ronan, you're very welcome. Um, just back from a busy and very hot barm rally, I understand. How did the weekend go for you, EFA?
6: Hi, Connor. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it was um it was a really good weekend, quite tough. I think it's it's known as one of the trickiest rallies there is, so it was brilliant to be able to experience it and drive on those stages. But no, it was really fun and we had a we had a really enjoyable time.
3: And Ifa, when you go to somewhere new like that, and you know it's quite technical, huge crowds because you know the checks are, are massive rally fans. Um, is it quite daunting to to you know go into that, or do you kind of shut all of that out?
6: Yeah, it, it, I suppose all, all going to all these events have been quite like the same. You know, you're heading into a big event. There's new challenges at each one, and trying to trying to kind of. On the test, I suppose try and get the feeling on the type of surface that that country is, but um no, it, the fans there was there was that was definitely the biggest crowd at um at Barham Rally. The amount of spectators was just incredible.
3: And and Ronan for yourself in a very technical rally does that double your workload, treble your workload? You know what's it like as a co-driver?
9: Um yes Connor thanks for having me on. Uh, um yeah for sure it has been uh, a huge challenge for me um and as for co-drivers overall I know I was speaking to a couple of them over the weekend and they did say this is one of the hardest ones to to conquer. Um and obviously dealing with like, the heat and the conditions that was there um it's quite new for Bahrain because they're actually not used to that heat. and um, used to wet rain you know and it's not always um as dry as what it was last weekend, so um yeah, it was to adapt to that for a start was a real was a real challenge, and um, then to follow everything along with normal co driving procedures, um, it just made it that way a bit more challenging. But but it's good, I love a good challenge.
3: And you know,
9: as we're all aware, there's been
3: quite a bit of a heat wave over Europe um this summer. So you guys did Rally Rome together, and you you've done the Barham. bar. I'm like, what's the heat been like? Like you know what what temperatures are you're you looking at in the cars, Aoife?
6: I know in Rome anyways we reached 42 degrees and that was outside the care so I'd say inside was it was very hot. Um, No it has been insane the heat but as well like yes it is really tough and challenging but just to keep hydrated and making sure you have the kind of the things there to help cool you down is important but um, on the actual stage I I don't think you really notice the heat it's only at the at the stage end or uh, maybe on the stage start but to be fair, when you're actually driving on the stage, you just kind of forget about it.
3: Well, the adrenaline kicks in and, and you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
6: you're thinking about everything else, so.
3: Yeah. And, and Ronan, in, in the work that you guys have been doing in the MI Academy, has that helped at all with the preparation for the likes of these events? And, you know, that sort of, that that area around, you know, your, your own condition and physical condition?
9: Yes, for sure, Connor. Um, You know, the support that Motorsport Ireland and the Academy have been giving us over this past year and, Reminding us all to hydrate and, and keep on top of everything um really plays a part whenever you go out to the to the European events um because there's so much more follow on and there's so much more to do, um and to keep to keep sharp you you have to be um well prepared you know um of course you will some things will slip and you know you will have to deal with it but you learn from the mistakes and you carry your knowledge and understanding forward and be ready to be go ready. so the next event you know.
3: Yeah, and and Aoife, drama on the opening stage?
6: (laughs) Yeah, there's always a bit of drama. Um, Yeah, the opening stage, look, it was, um, you know, it was quite early. It's a nine-kilometer spectator stage in the dark, so it is a good challenge and it's a really good stage. Um, And it was quite early on into it. We just kind of, I suppose, this mixture of cold tyres and there was water coming into the corner and we kind of turned in for it. Um, but the back broke away on us, and then just tried to correct us. It, it snapped away again, and um, yeah, like we we hit the curb and we lost a good bit of time overs. Um, but like it was still nice. Okay, we, it was it wasn't great that it happened, but it was good that we were able to finish it and go again for the next for the following day.
3: When you have something like that at the very beginning, how, mentally, how do you kind of hit reset and not let it bother you and go again?
6: Um, I think I've got a lot better. at it. I think at the beginning you used to kind of, I suppose it's practice and, you know, the academy helps you train for that as well and reset. And, um, but I just kind of went into Saturday with, you know, I had a target for Saturday and I had a target for Sunday. So having those kind of just helped me kind of concentrate on what, I needed to do and try and just forget that happened and try and build back um, on my times.
3: And Ronan, as a co-driver in that scenario, do you have a role to play there or is it a case of no, like I'll stay quiet, I'll let Aoife sort this out in her own head or are you there with the encouragement? You know, as a co-driver, what do you do?
9: Yeah, well, in, in different situations, your reactions will di- will differ. But um, in that situation, um, I, I just I didn't say nothing because I knew we would get the car started and we'd get going again. Uh, one thing for the co-driver is, though, we have um, 60 seconds uh, on the trackers uh, to press OK and if the stage is blocked or not, um, which is important for me to do um, during that stoppage. Um, now, if we stop and we can get going within the 60 seconds, the tracker will automatically know that we're moving again and it'll not nothing will happen uh but in that instance we were stopped for over a minute but i had the tracker hit okay and and the road was wasn't blocked so they knew that the rally could continue but uh if i wasn't to do that if i didn't hit that then uh, penalties will be would be imposed and ultimately it would it would ruin our rally if if a simple thing like that isn't done but that would be the only thing in in that scenario that i that i had would have had to do
3: Grant. And and Aoife, you were one of six female drivers on the event. Is that kind of where your target or your benchmarking was? Is that, that what you were looking at as your main competition for the weekend?
6: I think after losing so much time on the Friday night stage, it definitely was going into Saturday. I knew that like I went into Saturday thinking that I want to build back time on the other female competitors in my class. I knew losing so much time in the junior European um against the boys in that class. It was gonna be very hard to try and get that time back. So I went in with the goal of trying to claw away the time from the other female competitors. And with Saturday we did a good job over it for um the day most of the day until the last stage again we, we had an overshoot and we lost more time again there. But again it just gonna kind of made it more interesting and another uh target, another goal going into Sunday to to keep fighting for that
3: i'm' i right in thinking your your target was adrian vogel um she was uh, the leading two wheel drive car female driver um you were twelve seconds behind her on, on, after the first day is that right
6: yeah so um after the, after saturday yeah we were we went into um i think it was actually nearly more like thirty seconds going into sunday but we had yeah, I think she, you know, she was the highest placed female in two-wheel drive category um, over Saturday and going into Sunday. So she was our target to to try and beat her. Um, and so yeah, we did. We worked away on it, and it was nice to have that competition in the rally as well. Um, but yeah, it was on the last stage. We we went in 1.4 seconds behind. So it was really nice to to get that and just nip it on the last stage. So no, it was a good finish to the to the rally.
3: Yeah, and a great turnaround. I think, did you end up 6.9 seconds in front then after the the, the final stage?
6: Yeah, yeah. I think I said to Ronan going into it, like, we're going to go for it on this one. And, you know, we're going to, yeah. And in fairness, like, Ronan Ronan knew as well going into it that we were going to go for it. So it was nice to to take it by a few seconds as well.
3: And and Ronan, you're you're part of the FIA Rally Stars Academy. Is you know, obviously that that's not just competing; it's also by training and learning and stuff. Is are you already bringing stuff from that to sitting with EFA, or you know, how is that progressing?
9: For sure, Connor. Um, you basically take um advice from all corners that it's coming from, and, and apply it um in the correct manner to every driver that you sit with. Um, EFA has very good car control and very good understanding of how everything's happening. So, um. <clears throat> It makes the crew and the the crew um, like but jail a bit better, and we can you know we're both on the same wave page, and we know what we're doing, and um it just makes it a lot easier than than if you were doing something and you were trying to you know make something work, but somebody wasn't understanding. So for sure, yeah, you take all the information that you get um and and apply it in every rally um in the best possible way wherever you find yourself, you know. And. The next event you're scheduled
3: for is Rally Cardigan, part of the BRC. So, was preparation started for that already?
6: Yeah, we're just starting into it now. I suppose we're taking each rally as it comes to and focusing, you know, giving each rally our best attention. So, yeah, the main focus is on that next.
3: And, Ronan, you you you've sat with Joseph Kelly, Nala Sullivan, Abdullah Al Taki, and IFA this year, like. What's it like jumping in and out of rally cars and adjusting to, you know, different personalities, different techniques, different ways of doing everything? Like, how, how do you find
9: that? Um. Well, I think the biggest thing for me is I've been used to six fastest with the previous three drivers And to obviously uses one fastest. So switching around um the paste notes with, with Aoife and understanding her language and how she writes everything, it's becoming a lot more clear. Um, it's something I wasn't used to, but um something I did understand. Um, so I'd say, yeah, that would that would be the one of the biggest problems. but well, not a problem, sorry, it was it would be a biggest um you know, thing you have to focus on, um, more so. But um, yeah. Listen, it's been all the similar machinery. You know, we're in the Rally Three Fiesta, and then we're in the 2 Rally Fours, which Joe and, and Niall has drove as, as as well. Um, so the the machinery isn't different. It's just adapting to the the driver and how they like things called and pace notes and how they write their pace notes and and different things. You know, we've um myself and Aoife, we've done a, a bit of a a day together and to to learn each other a bit more and to learn how the pace notes should be wrote and what different meanings are. So. It was previous to Barum so that helped us a lot going into the barroom as well, and um, during the rally, it all became a lot more clear. So, um, it, yeah, it, it's 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 unbelievable how the way how the slight wee things um can can sort of make it um you know that more challenging for you, but um, no, everything everything's pretty much similar. It's just it's just about how you adapt to it all.
3: And Eva, similar question to you. You know, you've sat this year with Grace O'Brien, Charlie McBride, Claire Williams, um, even Barney Mitch. Um, you know, so kind of, what have you picked up from from them? How have you adjusted? You know, uh, is there little nuggets that you learn from each each of the different co-drivers?
6: Yeah, like a hundred percent. It's also like I know it's important to try and build a relationship with the co-driver, but it's also quite hard to get someone who's you know, who's also like wanting to commit to the level, especially at the European level, it's quite like it takes up a lot of time. And I think the amount of effort that's actually put in isn't quite realized until you go to these events. So it's just been a combination of getting someone with experience and the, the, the wantingness to, to compete at this level. But when you look at having different co-drivers and they all have their own experiences, so sometimes you know they can definitely bring a piece of advice um or just a tip that they've had from sitting with another driver and yeah it can be a really good help as well
3: so, so Aoife, and again you know you're competing at home you're competing abroad you know it's a, it's a combination of, of both for you this year to get as much experience but you know i'm sure that's expensive as well and and you know very important to have sponsors on board and you know ensuring the spon- sponsors see value from from what they're giving you as well
6: yeah, definitely. Like the budgets, you know, it is it's quite expensive to do the championship um abroad and to compete at home. But it is like without the sponsors, it wouldn't be possible either. So like it's also really important to thank them. Like, you know, we've got O'Neill O'Malley architecture, uh, Desly's plant deslines plant, Sean Fenger Motors, AirTech, and Lockery Auto Parts have been on board since the very beginning. Um, so it's really nice to have them them on board because like without them it wouldn't be possible to do these rallies and I think as well it's really nice to see that you know before events or during them and after that you know they're getting shown in artists, especially articles around Galway you'll see them on the car as well and that'll be on ERC live so it's pretty cool to be able to go back after the events and to show them you know where their brand has been shown.
3: And Ronan, you know, I suppose most people automatically just think of the driver when it comes to sponsorship and stuff, et cetera. But you know, there's a lot of costs involved um for, for co-drivers.
9: There is for sure, yeah. And it's it you just work it out as as you as you go along in fairness and and pick up what you need to pick up. But um uh, just a special mention to Philip Case Rally Sport and all the, the team of mechanics there um, because they do a fantastic job with us over the weekend you know um, working with us and making sure the car is perfect and also the Motorsport Island Rally Academy as we keep mentioning they do a faultless job and you know their enthusiasm and everything that they put into the and the work effort they put in um, just makes us want to do that bit better and, and push us on a lot more you know so um, but for me it would it would just like to thank them too, because um, especially in Barry, we've got a I got a completely different insight into how everything works with the team and everything that was going on. So, um, yeah, huge credit to them all, and, and thank you very much for it. And especially if for asking me to do it, of course.
6: <laughs> no problem. Thanks for sitting in. And yeah, just to back up what the run and said, like thanks to the whole team there at the rallies because everyone puts it, the effort levels is absolutely serious, and I don't just. I don't think sometimes they get enough credit for the amount of work that's actually put in behind the scenes, so it's, thanks to them as well, it's incredible.
1: So well, thanks very much there to Hayden, uh, Aoife and Ronan, and best of luck to Aoife and Ronan now in the Rally Cardigan, now in the next few weeks. Um, before we go, actually can we just take a wee, uh, Sean Craig there from Cookstown Motor Club dropped me a wee message where we were speaking up at the Ulster Rally and they'd asked me to give a shout out to their Targa Rally. It's coming up now in the ninth of September. It's going to be a very exciting mostly asphalt and we of gravel there. Good smooth test. So, you know, get your entries in there. I think the, the details are all up on Cookstown Motor Club or I'm sure they'll be on Rally Score as well too. So get on that there. The Targa rally now has become a huge thing in Northern Ireland and it always attracts a top class entry. So get your entries in early to avoid any disappointment. Uh, we spoke to Crawford Henderson last week. Uh, about Dava, and like they have, I think 45, 46 crews starting there on Sunday. It's uh, a top class, and there's you know the cream of of Irish gravels there. You know you have all the names that you want to see, and it's going to be epic to watch, I would say. And like, nice to see Patrick O'Brien coming back and doing the event in the scooter as well too. So he'll be bringing his ERC and WRC experience uh, to Dava at the weekend. So best luck to all involved there. So. That is Season 2, Episode 25, and uh, can you please like, share, rate, subscribe, comment, all those things. Be gratefully appreciated appreciate it as always. Keep doing what you're doing, and until the next time, take care, speak soon, and bye! <coughs>